Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome once again to the WP Builds podcast. This is episode number 222, entitled G is for Gutenberg. It was published on Thursday the 25th of March 2021. My name's Nathan Wrigley and before we get on to the main podcast with my good friend David Wormsley, a few little bits of housekeeping. WP Builds produces a lot of WordPress content each week. You can find all of it over at wpbuilds.com. But the best way to keep in touch with all that we do is to go to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Over there you'll find a couple of newsletters that you can subscribe to. One to alert you of deals when we hear about them and one to keep you updated when we produce new content. There's also our Facebook group of over 2,800 very friendly WordPressers in there. There's our YouTube channel, Twitter feed, and also ways to subscribe to us on your podcast player. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Another page I always mention is wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. It's our deals page. It's a bit like Black Friday, but every single day of the week, a whole host of WordPress deals, hosting, plugins, themes, and the like. And you can get significant discounts with coupon codes. Thus far, I've removed none of them, so they're kind of permanent. wpbuilds.com forward slash deals to avail yourself of those. And lastly, if you're a product owner in the WordPress space, perhaps a theme or plugin or block author, wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise might be a good way of getting your product or service in front of a WordPress specific audience. A bit like these two companies. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by Cloudways. Cloudways is a managed cloud hosting platform that ensures simplicity, performance and security. It offers cloud servers from five different cloud providers that you can manage through its intuitive platform. Some of the features include 24-7 support, free migrations and dedicated firewalls. You can find out more at cloudways.com. And AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your A-B split test in record time, like in a couple of minutes? Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. You can check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Okay, on to the main event of the podcast. As I said, number 222, G is for Gutenberg. It's one of our chats. Each week we have a podcast episode, but we split them. One week we do an interview with a product founder or something like that. And then the other week I chat with my good friend David Wormsley, and it's the chat with David Wormsley today. And we talk about Gutenberg, how the whole project started, how to pronounce its name, why we like it, what we don't like, how does it compete with page builders, what's the schedule looking like, are we going to bring our clients all over to it? It's a really interesting subject. It's the biggest thing in WordPress for years and years, and there's an awful lot to talk about. I would be delighted if you were to put your comments either over on the wpbuilds.com website or perhaps find the thread in our Facebook group and comment there. I hope that you enjoy it. 
Hello, this is part of our A to Z of WordPress series, where we attempt to cover all the major aspects of building and maintaining sites with WordPress. Today, it's the letter G for, and I'm going to try and say it right, Nathan, Gutenberg. Yes, I honestly was really reluctant to say it that way. I thought it was Gutenberg, and apparently it's not. Apparently it is Gutenberg, with sort of like a big ooh sound instead of a uh sound. Um, yeah. That's at least what I've been led to believe more recently. So it doesn't really matter. The point is, it's it's Gutenberg or Gutenberg. We're fine with both. Yeah. I know. We're, we're from the UK and we're kind of up north-ish, aren't yes, we? So yes, good exactly. sounds right. Yeah. Chips yeah, off yeah. The, yeah. Anyway, to celebrate this, Nathan has forced me, I, I can't state that word more strongly, forced me to use reusable Gutenberg blocks to do our show notes. So it's yeah. going to be a complete jumble today. Well, it's interesting because ever since we started this podcast, we've created show notes for each episode that we've done, some of them more fleshed out than others. And I might add that David does most of the preparation for us both, which is very kind of him. But we've always used Google Docs because yeah. they work really well. You know, you've got the concurrent editing, the, the user interface is fine. But I just thought for this one, let's use the Gutenberg editor Gutenberg editor, try and get it right, to 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 flesh out the show notes and um well let's I know this is completely off piece, but how did you find that experience? It was it was okay actually. I you know, I've been working in it a little bit and it's fine. It you know, it did the job. So Yeah, the thing to yeah, say about I, our show notes is they are they are simply text with mm. headings, paragraphs, and that is literally it. oh no the the occasional link but that's it so we're not trying to do anything difficult or complex or I innovative threw, I threw in a quote oh you threw in a quote okay so there's something else that you, you found a block didn't you david you went off exploring <laughs> to see what you could find <laughs> yeah anyway so my conclusion is that i'm going to swap from now on it's going to be gutenberg for show notes and google docs for client websites okay let oh, what you're going <laughs> to we're going to stay with it are we okay that sounds good yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, all right. It works fine. Okay. So we better explain early on, hadn't we, what um, Gutenberg is for those people who have been kind of busy for the last two to three years and have missed it. Yeah. Do you know what, though? It is possible to have missed it. If you are hmm. using a page builder, solely a page builder, you you may have missed it. If you've installed the classic editor, you may have missed it. But um, But you're right. What is it? Okay, well, I'm going to take this from the WordPress repository, and they say Gutenberg is a code name for the, a whole new paradigm in WordPress site building and publishing that aims to revolutionize the entire publishing experience as much as Gutenberg did the printed word. So right now, the project is in the first phase of a four-phase process that will touch on every piece of WordPress editing, customization, collaboration, and multilingual, and is focused on a new editing experience, the block editor. Yes, I'm, I'm more happy usually calling it the block editor. I'm not sure what the official term is, but that seems to, seems to obviate the need for me to say it incorrectly. We are, of course... Beyond stage one of that, the editing stage, mm. it, it's felt that the editing experience is now roughly where it needs to be. And I think in many regards it is. Mm. So now we're on to kind of like the, the, the drive to build in customization, which we'll, we'll no doubt come on to. 
Yeah, I mean, I did take that from the plugin version, so that's probably not been updated recently. Yeah, it's tricky. I think the whole Gutenberg and block editor thing, people have a different view on this. There's a debate in this because some people kind of say that people say Gutenberg when uh, they kind of hate the project uh, instead of using the correct term, which is block editor. But mm -hmm. I kind of see it differently. I see it as Gutenberg being the... The, the new paradigm shift, if you like, the, the overall thing and the block editor just being the thing that's going to get us there. It does seem like a heady goal, though, to to say that it, it aims to revolutionize <laughs> publishing in the same way that the Gutenberg uh, printing press did. I mean, that really was quite a paradigm shift in the, in the ability of humans to communicate with each other. I, I'm not sure whether that uh, the gravitas of that will be lived up to, regardless of how well they pull this off. I know it is those kind of words. I mean, even code name itself, you know, it kind of sounds like usually a code name is for just people kind of in the know secretly. So it's kind of the the red the red canary flies at dawn or something like that. You know, <laughs> yeah. Shush, keep quiet about Gutenberg. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it is it is quite a big change, though. There's you know you can't underestimate how big the change is, and. It is a very different experience, and it was a very startling moment for people that were using WordPress back in, well, 2018, I'm going to say. I've mm. probably got my numbers wrong there. When they flicked the switch onto WordPress 5, and the the, the, the block editor was suddenly available, you had to sort of go out of your way to, to make it disappear by installing plugins like the classic editor, and there was a... It was a bit of a moment of trepidation where people were concerned that the previous work that they'd done within the WordPress editor would in some way be banjaxed and destroyed. I think most of those most of those concerns proved to be baseless. In my case, there were a few bits on this this website, WP Builds, which went wrong, but that was in most cases connected with using a shortcode to embed a a podcast player, which you can listen to this audio on. But the text itself, everything that I'd written came across seamlessly. And I didn't really hear too many horror stories when that, that, that switch was flicked. But it was a very big difference. I mean, suddenly you went from an editor which was really familiar. You'd create a new post or a new page and you'd have a, you'd have a, a field which represented the title. And then you'd have the content area where all the content would go. And that content could be anything from paragraphs to short codes to images. And it would all be bolted into that one editor. Whereas now suddenly you entered this, well, it looked like a blank page. You know, there was literally nothing on it. No indication that the title was in fact the title. Just you start typing here and turns out that's the title. And then everything that you write subsequently uh, appears in sort of horizontal, uh, sort of, uh, sorry, a vertical uh, alignment. And you would press carriage return on your keyboard and you get a new block. And at that mm. point, it was, I think it was quite a jarring experience. A lot of people who are not like you and I are fussy about what's going on inside of WordPress must have had a bit of a shock. You know, I know that there was a, a, a warning that this was coming and there was certainly a lot of educational material that popped up inside of WordPress to help you through this process. But still, it must have been a bit of a moment for a lot of people who suddenly discovered that the familiar interface was no longer familiar. Yeah, well, you represent that kind of camp of people who have seen the benefits of the block editor and got used to it and it, it makes 
life easier. I know you've said this plenty of times. It's so much better than the classic editor for what you're doing. There are some, well, you can see it in the reviews still. They haven't changed. We've still got a two-star rating for the Gutenberg as the repository entry. And it's really hard to know what that means, really. I mean, it kind of looks, and it still is the same since it's been out for the last couple of years. It's still that kind of proportion of voting where it seems like pretty much only a, a quarter of people are giving it five-star reviews. And mm. probably, um, I would say, a third of people are not happy. With, uh, sorry, two-thirds of people are not really that happy with it. Yeah, it's an interesting one. A, because you don't really know the demographic demographic of the people who are willing to go mm. there and, and vent their, you know, vent their concern. You know, are people who are happy with it less likely to go and create a comment? <laughs> yeah. Possibly. But also, um, you know, I wonder how much that's... It certainly was a one-star rating, so it's doubled. There's double the approval than, than, than there was at some <laughs> point. But yeah, yeah, it certainly did draw... Uh, it was a difficult moment for the community, shall we say, that there was not only the concerns that that there wasn't the the preparedness, people weren't prepared for it, but also that the community didn't feel that they had a choice as to whether this had, had landed in core. It kind of just happened. And there was also yeah. some unfortunate timing around when it happened because it, coincidentally or otherwise the, the launch coincided very very nicely it dovetailed with a WordCamp us in which matt was giving his state of the word so you know all these different concerns people saying they didn't want it but it was now uh mandatory although you could you could disable it with a uh, the, the classic um editor plugin which actually was trivially easy to do but also mm. you know so much disagreement about it in fact that several people uh, jumped away from the project, forked WordPress into Classic Press, which we've talked about on a different podcast. So that mm. you know, they really were genuinely disappointed in the direction that this was going. I think you know, for most people, including me, it's not made much of a difference because I've put Classic Editor and carry on with my page builder. And for the things that I'm using WordPress for, the, it's not a big deal. I'm starting to get used to the block editor and I like some of the benefits I can see where I can use it in other cases the classic editor is actually going to be quicker for me um, but the idea that there's a choice that's fine I think the work that people have done is great so I don't want to you know come down on them because people are giving up their free time to do this or most people are on it but I think that's fine the block editor as such for writing posts um, it's not so controversial, really, is it? Uh, it's effectively you've got a choice at the moment. The, the one difficult thing about that is when it did come out, it, they said they were only going to support the classic editor until, uh, well, the, the end of this year. Really. Yeah, I was going to say, it's com that, that initial goal is, is now, the, the clock is ticking on that, although maybe you've got something to add. It sounded like you were going somewhere with that. No, well, it was really, I mean, they have changed that. I don't think it was there originally that they added that to support it as long as it's needed. And, okay. you know, we don't know how many people have got that. I mean, it's, and it counts up to 5 million on the repositories, and it's definitely that. So, so maybe it'll be around for a long time and you can carry on as normal. I think the thing is, really, it's about where WordPress is going. I mean, this whole revolutionize the entire publishing experience I mean, what do you think that actually means? I mean, for, for us, publishing means creating websites. 
Yeah, and and I think that's its goal. the The real difficulty here is is grasping the breadth of the project over the four phases. So, yeah. the fact that let, let let's use the I'm going to draw the analogy between a page builder, which is what this right from the beginning this was touted as that it was going to achieve that page builder like status. It was going to be able to drag in blocks which would be fully customizable they would bring in um, the customization of the appearance and the styles with with menus on the right so you know rather than having to type in css you could you could click on a, a slider and round the corners of that button you could alter the background image by clicking on this bit of the WYSIWYG editor over here so it was going to do all of those things the problem is it was never going to do all of those things right at the start it was only ever going to tackle editing and so by editing i literally mean you know creating text based content with the occasional addition of things like let's say buttons block quotes paragraphs just the the bare minimum of stuff and and i think it did that pretty well out of the block it was a yeah. lot to be improved you know there were things which the team quickly adapted and changed one example is um, the ability to to move paragraphs up and down that got changed quite quickly and now it's a really fluid experience the ability to sort of drag things around just just little tweaks that needed to be done and and I feel that the launch that they came out with with 5.0 to me was was good totally good enough I was able to immediately start writing in it and within a few minutes I was up to speed with what it was capable at capable of at that exact moment sure enough there were things which i wished it did better and as those subsequent couple of years have passed it's done those things and now now i really regard it as the best writing editor that i've ever used for Mm. text i'm not talking Mm. about all of the you know the 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 adding in images and all of the complicated stuff that we'll come on to but just for pure text i think it's really good i really like it but Mm. we've still got three of the phases left and we're embarking Mm. upon what i think is the most difficult bit and that's the the full site editing the headers the footers the customization all of the things that that you and i associate a page builder with and Mm. When we got our page builders all those years ago, you know, we started looking at Beaver Builder and obviously there's all the others, Elementor, Divi and all the other slew of them. They came out on day one totally Mm -hmm. ready to do a complete design job on a page. And this didn't. And I think people quite understandably misunderstood that it was going to take years and I think the messaging around it, probably with a bit of hindsight, it should never have been touted as a sort of, you know, here's what we're going to do in the future. It sh- should probably much more on, right, we're doing editing. That's all that it's going to do for now. When we've done editing, we'll think about some other stuff, but that's not what it is. But it kind of felt like it was from day one, you're going to have a page builder inside of WordPress. You know, and we had all those discussions. Our page builder's dead. I chatted to the guys from Beaver <laughs> Builder and I expressed my concern for their their roadmap and their business in the future because, obviously, Gutenberg, it's going to be this page builder experience. Well, many years have passed since that interview and we still yeah. haven't got there. So it's a drawn-out, long process involving a large community of people 
trying not to break backwards compatibility. And so mm. we've been spoilt with our page builders. They do some incredible stuff out of the box, and they did it on day one. And so I think mm. sometimes the, the comparison between a page builder and the block editor, maybe in five years, four years, three years, I don't know, maybe there'll be a good comparison there. But right now, no. And it, it, do you know it what? can't do that. I got my take on it was kind of almost the opposite of that. Mm. I felt that they came out just saying, we're going to be moving to these blocks and it's starting with the block editor. And they didn't talk. I don't think they talked for a long time about the 10 year plan, which we haven't mentioned so far. This right. is, I think that I think it was almost a year before they said, I'm looking at this as a 10 year plan and we're kind of two years into a 10 year plan. And I, I don't think I heard that in the first place. And there was a lot of people, and I think there are still a lot of people out there who just think the block editor is for posts. It doesn't affect your page builder. Yeah. And one of the first questions I was asking when I was doing my rating of the plugin was about, isn't this going to kill page builders? But when I was doing that, it was me interpreting these kind of words like revolutionize and things like thinking, yes, because of another state of the word address that Matt did some years before this, where he was talking about how WordPress wouldn't be, wouldn't continue to compete against the likes of the third party builders out there, Squarespace, Wix, Shopify, those kind of things. So it needed to change. So I felt that all we were promised in the first place was this kind of block editor that needed to change. And okay. we all interpreted where it was really going to go. I think the biggest jarring thing about it was just the the complete sudden difference between what we had and what we then got. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, for example, just picking a different editor. So I'm, I'm going to go with Google Docs just because it's something that everybody's familiar with. The, the change, that there has literally been incremental changes in Google Docs, but it's very hard to spot the difference from one day or one year to another. You know, so mm. if you looked at a, a Google Doc from five years ago, I guarantee that the UI is probably utterly, not utterly different, but I, I bet there's significant changes. But it's taken place piecemeal, one tiny little step at a time, so that you barely even notice. Whereas with Gutenberg, uh, the block editor, and WordPress 5.0, you suddenly had this moment in time where you went from one thing, which you probably spent a good deal of time, if you're a regular blogger, getting used to, mm. to this other thing, which is mm. really like chalk and cheese. I mean, they are they are totally different. And... The the disconnect and the sort of, you know, that moment in time must have been really jarring. Again, bearing in mind that most people who use WordPress are probably really disinterested in WordPress. You know, it's just a conduit to get their text onto the screen and press publish and they're off. That must have been a pretty horrific moment. And even with all the messaging that WordPress tried to put out, I still think WordPress is a thing that you could completely avoid you know, the, the WordPress.com, you could know nothing about yeah. it. You could know nothing about the fact that there's this company automatic. You could go know nothing about the fact that there's a community of developers and volunteers and all of that. You just use it. And so yeah. you would never have known this was coming. So you update, what? What it what yeah. is this? How does it how does this even work? This is a this is a disaster. There must have been a this is a bug. What's happened? 
you know. So <laughs> yeah. I just think the messaging was really hard. And I, like I say, I think it got confused with being being a, being a the roadmap for a page builder out of the box. And of course, that is where it's kind of going. And we can see the the fruits of people's labors around uh, custom blocks and these block packs and reusable blocks and um, block patterns and all of this. It's coming, yeah. but we're not there yet. And you, you have to be a bit of a devotee of WordPress to even know that it's coming, really. Yeah, I think so. And a new editor, when it came out, I mean, they did do testing after it was out, which kind of seemed too late and people didn't do too well, did they? If no, they were I remember just that given was, it. Yeah, that was hard yeah. to watch some of those user tests because it, it just failed repeatedly yeah. to meet people's expectations and and i think that a lot of that has now been fixed you know yeah but, but even then we still get unusual things happening like the full screen editor being switched on by default and mm. and how jarring that must have been for people oh, where's my wordpress menu gone what 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah um you know little things like that which again people like you and i notice maybe people who are just casual users of wordpress don't but still incremental updates i think the real difficulty is the messaging is the fact that yeah. you know there just isn't necessarily a connection between the user of wordpress and the 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 organization let's call it that the wordpress.org in this case behind it you know if i sign up to squarespace Squarespace have my email address. They know who I am. They can write mm. me an email and say, we're about to update our platform. Mm. You're going to notice this new button. There is no way that, that anybody using WordPress can guarantee to be contactable apart from through the UI. And for mm -hmm. obvious reasons, WordPress are very reluctant to put pop-up notices in the UI because that's just a jarring thing which nobody really wants to see. But that was the only real mechanism they had to do it when they updated to WordPress 5 and the block editor. Yeah. And I, I think you really do need to be a devotee to this if you're to understand all the things that have come in, which are part of the bigger plan. So, um, well, we've got reusable blocks. That's kind of a concept that people have to get their head around where that sits you know how does it look, a reusable block? What is that? And then we've got patterns as well, which are going to, really play a key part i guess in the full site editing for using those for headers and footers these are really difficult concepts to get your head around yeah and i think the biggest diff the biggest constraint they've got is the the way of surfacing this stuff not just surfacing that it's coming down the the road i don't mean that i mean literally surfacing it in the ui and i mm. think there's an awful lot of conversation going on at the moment and again you have to be a real devotee and obviously i produce this this week in WordPress thing and so I follow it quite closely um, largely by looking at WP Tavern's coverage of the whole thing yeah. but, you know there's a lot of work of people trying to figure out okay how do we how do we get people to install new blocks where should that fit do we want there to be a separate blocks um, sort of page where you go and see what blocks you've got or should it all happen inside the block editor how big will the thumbnails be for that where do we put them how many do we align horizontally with one another how do we how do we get people to save reusable blocks where should in the navigation block how should we how should we interact yeah. with that do we need a menus page which you have to go to and then come back to the block editor or does it all happen in the ui and all these things are are very difficult to innovate around because currently um, the, the the sort of page builders kind of 
they can ignore all that because it's just, mm-hmm. well, you build your menus inside WordPress, then you come back to your page builder and, and it'll just be there. The theme will have taken care of that for you. Whereas if we're going to be in a themeless WordPress, well, the block editor's got to take care of all of that. And, and so there's an awful lot of really revolutionary work going on. And it, I guess it's, you know, it's just little steps trying to figure out what it would look like. And for my mm. part, the, the biggest problem is trying to satisfy all the people all the time because there's a tiny little group of people who are either employed, seconded to the WordPress project, um, you know, by their company or by automatic who are helping out. But also there's the community. But that community is is much smaller than the user base, you know, like a tiny fraction of the people who are trying to push WordPress forward are the user base. And that's that must be really tricky, you know, trying to manage the expectations of all the users who only see the fruits of their labor when it's finally switched on and then yeah. say, well, I don't like that. It shouldn't have been done that way. <laughs> and the, the difficulty is, well, you did have a chance to put your voice in, but most people, A, don't know that they can do that, and B, don't have the time or the, the willingness to do that as well. And I think that's a, that's a really difficult thing for the guys innovating here. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of stuff in this project which is easy to criticize because of our kind of background, you know, the idea of testing after you've put it out, um, the idea of design by committee, which is what's kind of happening here, it's generally not seen as a good thing. But, you know, I think looking at the whole Gutenberg project, as it's kind of announced this thing that's going to revolutionize everything, it, I think one of the, the things, and I'm, I'm kind of split on this, there's one side of me that thinks, and it's because I worked at a civil service, where they could never innovate anything, but they were very good at keeping systems stable, because that's what kind of committees do. They're not very, you know, individuals innovate, usually by accident, and they will rise to the top if they're good. And so I see this as a reversal of what this type of organization does best. So we've lost the stability because it's out there, but I'm not sure how it's going to innovate. But why I'm split is that I also wonder whether there was any choice. So if we go back to when Matt was talking and it's word, uh, uh, what was it, was state of the word. That's right. Yeah, he was talking about what's changing and the competitors that aren't open source out there. And at that point, if he's looking at how do we move and it does need to move that direction, if you were to go with what I'm saying, you can't do that. And WordPress has never done that before. It was already a fork of something that was existing and built by, you know, just a small number of people. And it's only gradually developed over many years. And it's still very simple software. How do you go from being that into building this entire kind of page builder when really all you did is keep a very simple uh, CMS running that didn't change. But what what other options are there? Could you, with an open source community, say, oh, we'll just stick as we are and then everybody chooses the options that are out there with all the different page builders, particularly in a very commercialized kind of WordPress setting that we've got now? Yeah, I guess the I guess it's really difficult to know if we go back to the beginning of the project, you know, and by that, I mean, literally the beginning before any of us knew it existed, that it was being worked on even presumably those kind of discussions took place. Look, we see a we see a growth in these third party SaaS 
platforms, Squarespace, Wix, Shopify, and so on. And one of the things which really stands out when we log into our accounts and try to create content is their editor. Their editing experience is so different to ours. And the chatter that we're getting is that it's superior to ours. You know, we're stuck with a, a legacy free piece of software, tiny MCE, We've adapted it for WordPress's needs and and it's worked and it works absolutely fine. But we can see a time when that's not going to cut it anymore. And and I think there's a lot of truth in that. Certainly from my point of view, I I was longing just not not the whole of the WordPress admin area, but just that one thing, the the, the classic editor, the you know, the mm. content editor, whatever it was originally called, I forget. Um that did look out of date and it was it was frustrating to do really simple things that you could let's say for example doing google docs like putting an image in a google doc was just trivial you just drag it in and the second it comes in you can drag it around and resize it and put a board around it and you know make it look a bit flashy all of that mm. stuff was really difficult and it was just a mess of short codes and it was you know trying to figure out why the link didn't work you had to go in and fiddle with the text and you, you, we've all been there there was frustrations mm. there whereas mm. what we've got now is much more akin to what those third-party platforms have got you know the the, the ability to highlight a piece of text and chuck a chuck a link on top of it without having to think about it you know you don't have to go and do anything it just figures out it's a link and does it for you um image blocks you can just put those in you know video blocks testimonial blocks they're all they're all coming down the pipe and it feels like a a much more mature system and the the other point that i would make is it we've got a really difficult difficult decision to make as a community about where the where the authority and the direction is you know because on the one hand we've got the community who are sort of saying well we want a say in everything and we want to yeah. we want to know what's going on but as we know most of the people who say they don't like this thing probably don't make their voice heard because if they had presumably things would have been done differently but th- again the problem there is you know only the people who can really afford to can show up that might be afford to in terms of time uh, or yeah. money you know literally you need money to take time out to devote to the project and so you know there's that problem and also we have the problem that, um, you know, if you think about a page builder, Elemental, Beaver Builder and so on, they can just go in whatever direction they want and they can just yeah. decide by diktat, this is what we're going to do and mm-hmm. let's just really hope that our users, having tested it, will like it. And if not, we'll just roll it back and we'll, we'll implement something else. Now, as soon as, as soon as Matt did things by diktat, mm-hmm. that was a problem. Because the community suddenly felt, well, hang on a minute, we can't, we can't have this, we can't, we can't allow this to suddenly go in, and so there was, it's really difficult. It, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. You innovate and uh, and push it on the community version 5.0, and there's complaints. You don't innovate, <laughs> and there's complaints because you're being left behind. So it's a really difficult path to tread, and it's the burden and the nature of open source software. You don't have you know we all expect to be able to contribute freely we all expect our voices to be heard and yet if you paid squarespace 20 dollars a month you'd have no expectation of having your voice heard you'd have no expectation that that hang on a minute i don't want that feature how dare you it's just like oh they put a new feature in i'll make use of it or i won't i don't like it i'll ignore it it's such a difficult proposition Mm. 
and it, it is it is the nature of open source software. Who knows? Yeah, I think the, the criticism would be that it was forced upon people who didn't want it. I mean, all the indicators were with the reviews on it that people didn't want it to happen, and it was pushed in not really ready. Um, and it's been out there uh, mm -hmm. for some time. But then if, if you're going to insist that it goes out there because you're kind of taking charge of it, isn't it also with that your responsibility to continue to show how you're in charge of it and very clearly lay out what is going to happen? And, that, and I think that's where the problem is. It's kind of like this first stage is there and then it's put out to the community. So it's kind of... Like, <laughs> So what's that mean? It always feels a little bit like everybody who's even it, when I've read make.com, I think that's the right place. Make.wordpress.org. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. The discussions there. I mean, it's got, you know, some of the kind of leading lights in WordPress, um, the Yoast guy and other people like that. But still trying to get clarity on where things are are going you know and they, they clearly must be coming from the very top they must be coming from matt mullenweg but people just don't understand what's happening so uh, that's the whole difficulty with all of this there's a sense of instability about it because you i don't know what that end product is supposed to look like and i don't know who it's for entirely uh, where it's going to stop you know yeah. so as a as somebody who needs to build websites, then some of the key things that I want to have now is the the ability to be able to sort of place on my pages dynamic content in WordPress. And that's something I've got used to with theme builders being out there. Mm -hmm. So is, is it, is it, it looks planned to get to that. But up until recently, we had no idea that was on the cards, as far as I understood. Yeah, it's interesting because I think a lot of this stuff has been taken on by third parties, hasn't it? So you've got people like Elliot Condon at ACF who've done a lot of work on his ACF mm -hmm. blocks. You've got the, the guys from Toolset who are also, you know, they, they've fully thrown themselves behind uh, the block editor and they've got blocks for all of the components of their software so that you can bring in those dynamic fields as well. It's just It's just a difficult proposition in terms of, communication i think is is yeah. the really difficult thing here and i wonder i wonder if we replayed history and maybe it would play itself out in the same way but i wonder if we if we replayed history if this if this would have been an easier journey i'm not saying that the product would be better or different but would the journey have been easier if this had been a plugin which we could choose to put in at our leisure or was it a sensible thing to just say Let's just break with the past. Let's do it the opposite way around. Let's make a plugin which will disable the new thing as mm -hmm. opposed to a plugin which will enable the new thing. And I think it was mm. quite a brave thing to do. You know, he, he Matt really did line himself up for a lot of criticism. Matt Mullenweg, I mean. Yeah. Um, and w certainly the criticism seems to have been less. Maybe the criticism has just gone elsewhere. You know, maybe those people have either... You know their voices have been quieted by by the the, the more recent updates, and they can see that there's a, a roadmap here for excitement and, and exciting things. They can yeah. see third-party plugins which are beginning to offer an experience which is which is easy to use and easy to understand and and really innovative. You can create pages quite quickly, reuse sections that you've created, have global styles and color palettes and things like that. If you're using these third-party add-ons. So I don't know. 
would there mm. have been the same development and the same bright-looking roadmap? And I actually think there is a bright-looking roadmap for, for mm. the block editor. If it had have been a choice to put it in, would people no, have I got behind think. it and said, actually, let's go with this? Or would they just said, oh, it's a, it's a project. It'll go away. Leave it alone. Yeah, no, I think they would have ignored it. That's why he's forced it out there because mm. it's the only way to get his mm. attention. But the other thing, though, that I do, I think, you know, obviously he was right, I think, about the potential decline, which he predicted in WordPress. Um, I think it, it, it happened. And I think the only way I can kind of see it is in Google Trends because obviously the amount of people using WordPress has increased over the time. But I think they, it, it had gone into decline because if you do any kind of search and look at Google Trends for WordPress, how to use WordPress, any connected WordPress trading, anything to do with it, there's been a huge decline from about 2014 and there's been a huge increase in kind of the individual page builders for WordPress. So I think they're bringing people in. So it's really hard, I think, to judge how this is being received by most people is it that a lot of the people that are coming into wordpress and and they're they're not really even needed you know a lot of the people who use wordpress don't blog at all they don't need the editor they'll just use their page builder so they have no interaction with it so like me not much has changed over this last two years apart from when i decide to go and delve in and take a look or get involved in the conversations that are going on about it yeah, I think this is a podcast episode which will date horribly. Because, yes, it will. Because, you know, the, the, the rate of change is going to be pretty remarkable. And we're at, I just think we're at literally one of, actually, that's not true. I think if you go back six, six to eight months, we were at a period where it was really difficult to see what was going to happen. You, you had the roadmap, but there wasn't mm. this interest. You, you couldn't see these third-party um, block packs coming yet. They hadn't arrived, and so you couldn't quite detect what was possible. Certainly, you know, the stuff that's supplied in WordPress core is is not as exciting. You can't do all the, the whiz-bang stuff that you might like to do, but now we've got these block packs. You know, I'm thinking of things like Cadence and Quibly and... Um, stackable mm. and all of, oh and generate blocks all of these things and mm. they're people who have who have embraced the underlying architecture, it innovated their own solution inside of it and it just gives me real light at the end of the tunnel and, and don't forget we are we're on the cusp now it's an aggressive roadmap this, is, this episode will really go out of date because of this there's a roadmap <laughs> to to have everything come inside you know the full site editing experience and mm. I think. I, th I think it's quite likely that that experience will be a rough ride, that there'll be things that they release on day one, that even though a proportion of people have tested it in its beta stages, there'll still be people going, well, hang on a minute, what? How does this, this is a crazy way to do it. But mm -hmm. then just like the editor that we've got now that has improved over a couple of years, that will improve over a couple of years. And, and then we'll have full site editing freely available in a completely downloadable, forkable version of WordPress. You'll be able to edit your website, and that'll be like nothing else. But the problem is it's not going to land overnight. And at the minute, we've got third-party solutions which offer all of that stuff, and it works right now. There's no friction. It just works. And as soon as you've figured out how to make it work in that system, you're off to the races. That's not where we're at. We're going to have to have a, a longer, bumpier ride. 
But at the end of it, we'll have something which benefits everybody for no cost at all. I'm going to, I've always been negative on this, but, you know, another thing which is a challenge, I think, for this project is, so, you know, there was the initial kind of gold rush, if you like, to mm. build mm. things for Gutenberg, seeing Gutenberg as a, uh, if you like a page builder where there's a tradition of building add-ons for it. And I think most of those packs that came out took that approach with it. They were going to build you modules for that. It kind of seems out of place now. You'll be able to grab whatever modules you like from the interface itself, whether that concept was a good one and whether those people who did those initial packs, whether they're going to suffer as a result of that. But there's also clearly the communication isn't there because um, the customizer has been around for a very long time, but it's only really in this year. And in fact, only just recently, I've seen some themes just adding in their header and footer builders mm. um, from the customizer. I've never seen so much in the customizer by the new themes like um, Bloxy and Cadence and Astra's adding more. Just at a time when full site editing means that the customizer's going to go if it's a success. Mm. So do you tell me, and I think there's one of the difficulties for people trying to develop around something which, you know, will continue developing for the next eight years or perhaps more, um, where previously you could build what you like with the certainty that this very simple CMS core remained fairly stable. Yeah, and I think that is the real crisis for the community now, isn't it, is that long-standing users of WordPress, one of its biggest benefits is stability. It just works. Mm. It, you know, we've got a set of standards. We stick to them. Things that were legacy will be preserved. But now yeah. we've not got that. And so maybe that's a part of the mix as well, that we're just used to it behaving in a certain way. And so really for the first time, it it's not following that model. We've got something really disruptive, really different my yeah. feeling is it had to change my feeling is if it had stuck with the classic editor it at some point maybe maybe already by now maybe in five years i don't know it would become so much of a dinosaur that nobody would take it seriously you you would open it up and look at the the, the way that you interact with text and the way that you interact with images and just think Wow, there's just superior ways every every which way. Just anything is better than this. So they had yeah. to start and they had to break things and they had to disrupt things and they had to mess things around. And and when you've got a, a CMS, which at the time was about 34-ish percent possibly of the internet, you know, the, well, the, the slogan mm. is always the internet, but probably the top mm. 10,000 10, sites or million sites or whatever it is. And now we're pushing 40%, mm. that's a big thing to do. You know, I don't know what the numbers are for Squarespace, but I'm guessing that it's nowhere near that. Um, yeah. And so it's a difficult thing, but you've got to innovate. Otherwise, the competition will start to to to, to leave. And you, you only have to look at the growth of those third-party platforms and you realize that, well, they, they must be doing something right. We've got something free yeah. over here and yeah. it costs money over there. And people are flocking to them. So I think it was the right time, but a difficult thing to navigate. And probably the probably the most difficult era for the project so far. I think uh, it depends on what you see WordPress as being. And we're, we're WordPress.org, so it, it's something that we install to 
buy usually premium products to add on top yeah, of this and yeah. we still feel we're part of the community i don't think i've ever really felt like my connection is with wordpress itself other than that there are other people out there and i think that's what you know the whole organization has done well what matt mullenweg has done well he's managed to create this community sense around it but i think with this where you're breaking from it is that he needs to have you know he needs to have his own Squarespace, if you like, that is WordPress that does the job itself, where for many people, or certainly me, I never ever saw it that way anyway. It was just a simple code and other people brought their own solutions. So when it came for the need to innovate, actually it didn't because it's a fairly simple in my view. The innovation happened by the people who added to that, um, who decided to choose that as their home. Yeah, And that's where I was looking for the innovation. So I didn't think it would stagnate because it really, WordPress really didn't do much itself. Now it has to do a lot. But before, the innovations all came from the people who built for it. Yeah, I guess I guess we've they've taken on that burden because there's a whole element to this conversation that we've carefully steered away from, which is <laughs> the dot-com side of things, which, which is a yeah. significant part of this conversation. But probably time constraints are going to prevent us from getting really into it. But... Clearly, that the superior editing experience is needed inside yeah. a SaaS website service. So, yeah. you know, the WordPress.com side of things has to have something like this. And then if it's on the WordPress.com side of things, does it make sense to have two separate things running concurrently, i.e. Yeah. the old editor over at .org and the new editor at .com? It probably makes more sense to just concentrate all the efforts on the one thing and yeah. and make sure that it's working because wordpress.com is a, literally a direct competitor to the likes of Wix and Squarespace and yeah. we have no insight into those numbers at all but maybe there were key metrics and complaints coming from their customer base saying look look what we can get over over there you have to innovate otherwise we're going to leave to somebody that has Exactly. And I think that is, I mean, it had to happen certainly from a, from WordPress.com perspective. I, th I think there's no doubt about that. And it's, you could argue, I've heard they said, you know, well, all they needed to do is to buy out one of the existing page builders and have it ready there and then. But I don't think that that didn't to me seem like an option. And how did, how would you move that into the WordPress.org you do you know what I mean? It'd be yeah. difficult. So I can I can understand the pressures that led to where we are at now. I think that can we move on to how we would deal with it now? I mean, it is here, and how are you dealing with the fact that it is here? Um, as you know, most of my interest in building pages comes from a page builder. So mm. if it's a page where there's any element of design, then it really all I'm using Gutenberg for is to create the title and to create the slug and then I click update and then launch my page builder of choice and I'm off to the races but yeah. on WP builds I've been using it for forever since it dropped yeah. really actually that's not true I think it was a few months where I had the classic editor switched on just in case and now I use it that there is, I don't create anything on WP builds which is a post without the mm. block editor but for um pages like the home page that's done with a with a um a template from a page builder because it's got the you know there's we've got things floated left and right and it's got dynamic content and so on that's all taken care of but i really can see the day 
where I I wouldn't necessarily have to use a page builder. I, yeah. I, the the moment for me will come when it just it doesn't. And when I say the moment will come, I well, I, mean, I should rephrase that. The moment may come where I I see that the utility of the page builder is equal to the block editor. And when that mm-hmm. moment arrives, however far into the future that is, even if the interface is different and not quite as intuitive or just not the same intuitive, mm. you know, I've, I've had to learn a new way of doing it in the block editor in the same way that I had to learn a new way of doing it inside, let's say, Beaver Builder. If yeah. the two are basically equal, then yeah. then it's probably a moment to flip into the yeah. block editor, but we're not there yet. But, but you know... We we keep touting how easy these page builders are, and of course they are. But if you put my my mother in mm-hmm. either interface, <laughs> block editor, yeah. page builder, there's failure at the end of both of those roads. You know, neither yeah. of them are so easy that it's just dead obvious. It's only obvious because we put the time in. At the minute, you can't do what you can do in a page builder in the block editor, but maybe a year from now you will and you've just got to relearn it and um you know that's maybe the path that we're taking i can't see these third-party page builders going away though not only have they got the legacy of sites that they've already built because Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't make sense with an existing client site that's ticking along nicely to just say actually do you know what for no money at all i'm going to rebuild it in the block editor yeah, you're just not going to do it. So you're going to be paying those licenses from that point of view. But also, you're just going to have a preference. There'll just be a, I just like Elementor yeah. more. I like Divi more. I like Beaver Builder more. I just don't get on with that block editor mm. interface. But for those people who have just downloaded it for the first time, it's something. And it's something that will work. And they'll get used to it. And it'll become their way of doing it. And they'll figure out the bumps along the way. Mm. I mean, one thing that comes with premium page builders is support. And, you know, uh, I I run one of the groups with beginners and, uh, you know, I'd say 90% of the questions from beginners are cash related. Uh, You still need to break it down. It's actually nothing to do with the page builder itself. Uh, There'll be nobody to do that unless you're on the the wordpress.com side of things, I guess, to get that kind of support. Well, that's an interesting point and not one that I'd really considered in all honesty. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. is an interesting point. And so paying for the support might be another, just, you know, maybe if the argument is no longer that we've got a superior editing interface, look at all the things that you can do over here. If it's Mm -hmm. not that, then maybe Mm -hmm. support is, is the win for them. You know, not only do we have something that's as good or we think it's better, but we'll support you because we've got a ticketing system and that won't be the case. You have to go for community yeah. support, which is, you know, it is what it is. I think the tricky thing for people like us who build sites who are trying to guess what we need to be building with in the future for our clients, that's the tricky thing. Do you, when do you jump in with Gutenberg? Do you, this has always been my dilemma. So I always want to keep my hand in because ultimately I want this to succeed. Uh, and in some ways it has to succeed. So there's an incentive there um, because it's gotten, you know, the genie's out of the bottle and it really has got to, you know, fail or succeed. So I would like that. I would like to do away with page builders, even though I love mine because it would just not, it'd be such a, unifying thing wouldn't it if we had this huge wordpress community all working with the exactly the same tools how fabulous would that be 
Yeah, it would be fabulous. How how uh, unlikely is that as well? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, so I'm I'm kind of with it. But it's when you jump in because those really at the moment because it's all about marketing. It's very commercialized WordPress because of the numbers. Everybody who's building for Gutenberg, you know, is building themselves as a way to move on to the future. Yeah. But what everything that they're going to be building is likely to be succeeded by Gutenberg itself. It's going to eat its own children, really. And <laughs> That's an interesting way of describing it, yeah. And, of course, we, we, there's still quite a lot of crystal ball gazing here as well because we've got two two phases which we haven't even touched upon. We've only talked about editing and the, yeah. the, the near customization launch, which is coming soon. Um, but we've also got this endeavor to have collaborative editing. So, you know, the idea mm -hmm. that that you can edit rather like a Google Doc, so your updates appear in real time on my screen and so on and so forth, that's going to be, uh, well, the, the endeavor is to make that happen. I'm sure that that technology will be more than in the, the purview of what they can do. I'm sure that'll happen. So that'll be quite mm -hmm. amazing because that was one of the interesting things that we hit today. You'd written mm. the show notes in the block editor, and of course, I can't <laughs> see them because you've locked the page. So I had to open it on a preview, and so I'm looking at the front end. You've got the back end, and so that's that's a point of contention. That mm. will be brilliant if we can have mm. collaboration, but also multilingual as well. Yes, throwing yes. in the ability natively to put your site into every which way, every which language you can think of. These are big goals. I mean, they're not, I feel the biggest goal of all was A, getting the editor launched and B, the customization which is coming up. It feels like the collaboration and multilingual are lesser bricks in that wall, but still big things and really, really interesting endeavors. And once all of these parts are in place and we've got through the teething period, I'm really bullish about it. I'm very, very happy with the way it's going. <laughs> yeah. I, um, well, I do think, you know, if it's in core, it's held up to a higher criteria. So things like the, the multilingual aspect of it, I don't, you know, the, obviously there are commercial plugins that add that, but it's a kind of clumsy way of having to add it, you know. And these are sort of things that a page builder probably wouldn't see it was worth it. It wouldn't be profitable to kind of build this thing into their page builders no, themselves. No. Uh, and the same may be true to a certain degree, although I think in the market has taken care of it, the same with accessibility. Um, I'm sure using the editor um, in a page builder isn't as accessible as Gutenberg will need to be or the block editor will need to be. Yeah, yeah. And these are constraints that are invisible in the background but really matter to the team building it so you yeah. know the, the fact that they've made everything as is as accessible as possible although you were real discussions about whether that was in any way achieved right at the beginning but quite a bit has happened um all of that stuff is kind of hidden in the background you don't even know that that's a a difficult thing that the team have got to tackle but um yeah, honestly, I'm really bullish. I think if we replay this conversation in five years' time, less, let's go for three, then <laughs> I think a lot of the points that we've just raised will have been addressed, dealt with, overcome, hopefully, and maybe WordPress by that point will be up to, uh, I don't know, 50% of the internet as a result. That's that's my That's my hope. 
<laughs> yeah, that's very optimistic. I, I still think that it's growing because of the page builders and the mm. demand that there is just generally for that. And they're serving that. So it's going to be interesting. I think this year is going to be particularly interesting because of the full site editing. Um, it's coming very soon. Uh, the minimal viable product for that is going into core, isn't it, in April? Yep. And uh, so that's moving. And that's going to shake up a lot of stuff, I think. Yeah, I think we'll see a, the introduction of an awful lot of new developers into the community, mm. leveraging that stuff to figure out mm. how to get their, I don't know, their block packs, their uh, innovations into it. I mean, it'd be interesting. You never know. There might be some sort of, uh, I don't know, a business just from a navigation block. You might be able to have a a business just selling a navigation block that you just do this really cool navigation menu with. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm going down a bit of a path here, but I just think <laughs> there's there's so many possibilities in the future, and um, and I'm hopeful. Play this back in the year 2024 and realise <laughs> how wrong I was. <laughs> yeah. I think we've probably done this subject, haven't we? Yeah, there's so much more that we could have talked about. Honestly, I think we could literally have gone off in a billion different directions and it mm. would have been equally long. But I think for the purpose of this, we're on to 57 minutes. So, yeah, we should probably knock it on the head. But that was lovely. Really interesting chat. Great. OK, see you soon. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. It's always fun chatting to my good friend David Wormsley. It's interesting because we come at this subject from such different perspectives. I'm largely sold on Gutenberg. I use it to do all of my writing for WordPress these days. I find the interface to be sublimely good. But obviously, now that we're moving into full site editing territory, the muddies get a bit watered. Is it as good as current page builders? Well, you can decide that for yourself, but certainly they're making large inroads into that space and only time will tell. But it's a very, very exciting project. If you've got anything to say, please leave a comment either on the wpbuilds.com website. This is podcast episode 222, which you can find in the archives, or perhaps leave a comment in our Facebook group. Go and find the thread over at wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by Cloudways. Cloudways is a managed cloud hosting platform that ensures simplicity, performance and security. It offers cloud servers from five different cloud providers that you can manage through its intuitive platform. Some features include 24-7 support, free migrations and dedicated firewalls. Go check it out at cloudways.com. And AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your AB Split Test in record time? The new AB Split Test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. Check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Okay, we will be back next week. Next week, it'll be an interview with some plugin theme author or perhaps just somebody in the WordPress community because we rotate our episodes one week an interview and then another week we chat with David Wormsley just like we did today. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you got something out of it. Have a good week. Stay safe. Bye bye for now.